This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway around the world, Jared Morgan. Hello, everybody. Uh, Jared, I am noticing here something different uh, right off the top of this podcast, and that is uh, you seem to be staring directly into the camera, and you have something uh, very similar to what I have in front of your mouth. <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> yes, I do. I decided to go all in and get a proper mic set up for the uh, podcast, and uh, I-, I take it it sounds better? I don't know. No, it sounds it sounds really good. But uh, did you did you move your camera? Were you using the camera on your laptop prior, or what? Yes, what I was, there? and I went and got a Logitech C six fifteen to put on top of my screen. There you so, go. So so I'm not using the laptop anything anymore. I'm using the uh, the screen. So it's just a better position. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I did. I just went and did it. And went and See, it. Now now it's like you're not looking down on me. Right. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, I know. Yes. No, it's, it's better too. It's more natural. And, you know, you need to do it when you've got one of these mics on the on a boom because yeah. they're a fixed position and you've got to pretty much keep your position. Otherwise, it sounds weird. Yeah, that is, that is true indeed. Mm. Um, so this is all fascinating to people that are only purely audio listeners and not YouTube watchers. But uh, there you Which go. Which is why you should go and take a look at the YouTube. And, you know, specifically, I did something. Um, we re-released the video and, and podcast basically in general of my conversation with uh, Mel Kirk and Thomas Crofts and Akos Gerke uh, from Zen. Uh, and I didn't want to just release the video uh, without having any kind of conversation about it. And so I went ahead and did something new. I didn't, I've never tried it before, but did this YouTube premiere thing. And uh, it allowed me to, type in my comments as the video was playing. Usually it's hard for me to uh, type comments and talk at the same time like we try and do sometimes with the uh, the live podcast here. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's left-right brain thing. You can't oh, do it. completely, completely. So um, it was kind of fun to be able to, to do that and type them in. But what I was going to say is if you go check out, A, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just do that. Um, it's free. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, do that, and then you can find the podcast. It's uh, episode number 164. And as the video is playing, my comments will pop up in real time as I was so commenting. It stream. It will yeah. stream. Hmm. So that's something new. If uh, I don't know, I'm, maybe do that more often. Depends. Um, yeah, you could add your own narrative to it. And then when eventually, the reason why you did that, of course, is because I still haven't done that interviews post-production <laughs> yet because my weeks have been ridiculous. And I was telling Chris before the show that, you know, yesterday I was planning to do that, but then didn't uh, take into account how long it was going to take to build furniture. Um, we got a big delivery of furniture. We decided to sort of update all of our furniture um, in the house because we had this mismatch of just weird colored furniture. You know oh, how yeah. it is when you have kids? Mm-hmm. You acquire weird bits of furniture and, That's and right. sort of it, nothing ever matches. So we thought, no, no, we're going to go and do that. But yeah, it literally took me, uh, well, since 10 30 in the morning to about six at night to oh, finish God. that job. So I, I'm very sore this morning. Got the old hand cramps from uh, doing all no, the fastening. 
<laughs> no? cramps. There's lower back cramps. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just, and I've got like what is essentially a a small size car worth of cardboard in the garage. <laughs> I've had to actually park the car outside because it's literally it looks like the Mazda, but in cardboard. It's that much cardboard. It's cardboard four time though, right? Well, yeah, it's going to be cardboard cut down and then taken to the dump time. That's what it is. <laughs> so I can actually park the car again. Yeah. No fun. That's when you got to make the kid, you know, make the kids Halloween costumes early. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a robot and you're a robot. <laughs> and, and the whole house is a robot. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's that much cardboard. You can actually like <laughs> dress the whole house up in a, in, a, in a costume, I reckon. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Hey, I do want to, though, uh, real quickly, just at the head of the show, why not do it at the head of the show? Uh, okay. But I did want to say thanks to to Mel for setting it up for me to be able to talk to the guys as they were in Budapest. It was, it was a little bit of tricky uh, scheduling there because you got to remember, me and Jared have a very limited window of time that is convenient for both of us to talk to each other. Mm. And then you throw in trying Europe, Europe <laughs> and, and trying to do it. Work. And trying to do it during their business hours, <laughs> which meant I was doing the podcast at, or the, the that recording interview session at 8.30 in the morning, which was 5.30 p.m. for them. So it's like their workday was already over. And and yours is just starting. Yeah. So that was, that yeah, was a European time bit is of tricky. Awkward. Well, we, I do another podcast called the, the Write the Docs podcast, and we have someone, we've got me, someone from the, the West Coast of the U.S., and someone from Berlin. So just have a have a guess how hard that is to actually. Well, that's the same thing when whenever we have uh, Sven come on because he's that same yeah. time period. So he winds up when we do our normal podcast session recording. It's like time, twelve o'clock. Yeah, midnight for him. Yeah, yeah. It's so. just it's too it's rough. I mean, luckily we have a guy on that podcast that doesn't mind actually staying up late because <laughs> if if he was like not a night owl, we'd be screwed. Like right. I don't know how we'd make it work. Yeah, one of us. It just had to be a rotating roster of people like having a really bad night, basically, and staying up. <laughs> hey, did you happen to check out uh, that unboxing video of Jurassic Park? Oh no, the one that had been in storage for like seventeen. Well, years. here's what I didn't. Yeah, well, <laughs> for those that don't know the story, the brief story, uh, if I'm, I believe I'm getting this correct because mm. uh, I read it a while ago and then I watched the video recently, but it was that. Uh, Somebody had done some work for somebody in terms of, uh, I don't know if it was doing their game room or whatever, but the person was purchasing pinball machines. And right. as a gift, they bought an additional machine for the guy that was doing all this work. But then right. before they could give it to him, there was some major falling out between them. Uh, feelings got hurt, if you will. And the guy just mm. like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Oh, okay. Well, the person that bought the machine just kept it in its box for the day that the guy came to pick it up. Right. He okay. was never picking it up. <laughs> and so all these years later, 25 years later, um, finally they were like, I, I don't know if the person, the, the host homeowner had died or whatever, but as they were getting rid of stuff, they contacted the guy and they were like, look, we still have your machine. If you don't want it, it's getting put out onto the, the sidewalk for the trash man. Oh. And so he reluctantly, Picked it up, accepted it, but again, wanted no part of this thing, basically, and sold it relatively cheap. um, I don't know what the sales number was, but the person that bought it, of all people, Brad from VP Cabs. Oh, right. (laughs) Because Ah. 
Brad is a new venture there in Ohio. I think they're calling it Pinball Garage. And I got to say, their logo is sweet. Because oh, it's, yeah? uh, it's it looks like an old hot rod, but yeah, the wheels yeah. are pinballs. Oh, that's cool. It's just it's a really cool, and they're wearing the t-shirts in the video, so that's how I was able to see that. But yeah, they're opening up a. Uh, oh yeah, I see it. I just did a Google search for it then. Yeah, they're that doing. A, cool. They're opening up an arcade that I think they're saying they're going to have sixty machines set up, uh, wow. pinball machines. So <laughs> anyway, it was like, hey, that's Brad. He's he's doing the he's doing the unveil. So yeah, they they. They they get this Jurassic Park. It's never been opened. It's brand new in box. They uh, had a lot of warnings from people going, oh, it's going to be utter just trash inside. Um, but he was promised that the thing had been stored in climate control conditions. Goes through, opens this thing up. It's beautiful. It's just it's, like it was fresh right out of the box. It's barely <clears throat> even got any dust on it. They found one spider web, and that was it in terms wow. of you know bugs. The... Uh, the the only issues you might say was the rubber was cracked Perished, um, yeah. on the tips uh, of like the, on the flippers it was on the flipper tip. It was really cracked, but elsewhere mm -hmm. it wasn't. So the, even the rubber wasn't in terrible shape. Um, but what cracked me up was as they're unboxing this thing, of course they're documenting it all. Yeah. And being careful with how they unwrap it. And at one point he goes, yeah, so at this point we could completely uh, repack this thing up and put the the straps Hyper back on and sell it as, as new in box. And I'm like, but why? Why, <laughs> why would you would do you? that? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to do that, you should have just sold it on. And Well, you and shouldn't have done an opening box video. Because <laughs> it's kind of like there's proof of the internet that it's not exactly <laughs> fresh out of the box. Yeah, yeah, know. but yeah, uh, it was interesting because he was like pointing out how, um, like, a lot of people have had to repaint their T Rexes, and here was a brand new mint T Rex. Um, um, that a lot of people have had to powder coat, repowder coat the uh, the launch gun, uh, and here it was, just not a mar on it, absolutely perfect. Um, also interesting to see what it was packed with. Uh, all the all the paperwork was perfect. Yeah. Like it wasn't crinkly, crispy, you know, cracky right. or crispy or whatever. It felt, you said it felt like new paper. Brand new. So I think the thing with those pinball machines is they they pack them up for export as well. So they when they pack them, they they don't muck around. Like they're really well sealed. They're really well environmentally. Right, protected. but if it's not kept in a, I mean, if it's just kept in somebody's garage that's moist conditions, you know, humidity. Oh yeah, it'll start metal's rusting. still going to rust. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, things are going to break down. That wasn't the case at all. Um, that's. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's an interesting video. I, I recommend uh, everybody go check that video out just to see. I mean, do you, any of you remember a Data East machine being new in box and unpacking? That is, no, I, I never, don't. I would, have, <laughs> I would have played one that was new out of the box. Sure. But I would have played a Jurassic Park that came out of the box. I've never seen it out of the box, though. So here, yeah. the, the biggest mystery that they were scared to death of was what were the boards going to look like? Oh, this yeah. Because this thing was packed with the batteries. Oh dear. In place. Yeah. Perfect. Not a single batteries had not exploded, not a single ounce of corrosion anywhere. Wow. Um, and I guess it's the kind of battery that it was packed with. Um, instead of just a regular NICAD, I forget what I don't know. He explains what the deal is of of why mm. these batteries survived as long as they did. Um of course they didn't fire up the machine with those batteries. They popped them mm, out and yeah. we we're gonna <laughs> gonna put in some new ones, but um yeah. Yeah, no, and and sure enough, they they didn't put the legs on. They just had it up on their their dolly, uh, so it was 
it wasn't even raked properly. It was just, you know, right. flat. But flick the switch and came up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. See the followed, yeah. followed by the immediate yeah as the head starts moving yeah the, the the good old BSMT which apparently stands for Brad Schmidt um, stereo uh, BSMT uh, technology Brad Schmidt stereo technology which is BSMT two thousand okay on on those on that era of Dutteries because Brad Schmidt did all the um the audio engineering for it mm -hmm. so they named it after him. I already found that recently. The the interesting thing too is that, I mean, I don't know if, if you've ever come across a Jurassic Park in real world conditions. Something about them makes them one of the loudest tables you'll ever hear in an arcade. Because I of mean, the vibrator and the, the the rocker. No, it's just the music. Everything about it, it just overpowers every machine around it. And yeah. they fire this thing up, and it translates in the video. They're like, "Wow, oh. that's loud." <laughs> <laughs> So no, it's a it's yeah. a loud machine uh, in that's terms of what's coming stock, up with speakers. That's just the stock speakers in it too. Imagine oh, yeah. if you put like um, it put the uh, flipper fidelity speakers in the thing, you blow your brains out with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the thing is that back then that they the because of that sound system it was all MIDI, and because of that, it, it, it was just really on the louder side of things. I think mm -hmm. rather than having like you know MP3s or like the. Uh, the digital compression system that um, Belly and Williams used because that was that was like real audio downsampled a lot. So it didn't quite have the the impact that MIDI straight out of the machine had. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, that's that's it's a pretty cool thing to uh, view. I didn't it was like 25 minutes long. I was like, am I really gonna sit through this? And I sat through it. <laughs> and you did. Yeah. I did, you know, because it was like, ooh, what's next? Um so and the cool thing is when you unbox something like that, you, you get all the promotional plastics in it. So yeah. it, it, that that's pretty cool. They're actually, I've got a few of those from back in um, the early 2000s. And I've got some, I've got a Theater of Magic one. I've got a Pinball 2000 pin droid. Or I'm, a, I'm an, a, I, an official pit droid um, okay. keyring, which is pretty cool. But they go for 25 bucks on eBay. Like, it's ridiculous. So, wow. Yeah. You guess it, might it, sell. it even came with a Jurassic Park poster. Um, a, a theatrical trailer poster. Yes, except for it wasn't printed on what they would put in the movie theaters. They made mention that it's a pretty thin piece of yeah. <laughs> poster. And of course, any piece of paper that's been tightly wound for 25 years. <laughs> stays like that. Stays like, I mean, they're, they're unfurling. It's like, there ain't no way you're relaxing that. Not, I no. mean... <laughs> No, it's basically the only way you can relax it is put it through a laminator and lock it in place. <laughs> or or yeah. lock it behind frame, but even then it's going to be like, you can tell the curls are going to be happening. Yeah, It'll be fighting, fighting <laughs> to go back to its original state. <laughs> um, let's talk about, since we last talked, we had a, <laughs> it was fun. Uh, I don't think you and I have had that lively of a uh, uh, discussion. No, I don't think so. In the history of the show. <laughs> in the like, history of the show. I was listening back to it when I was doing the editing on that, and I was going, Oh, it's it's not as bad as I thought it would be. But it's still like it was still like we were having a good old argument about things. Good we? old argument about the uh, the current state of the Williams Pinball Android beta app mm. and uh, pricing. Since in that two week period of time or thereabouts, um, there's been all sorts of <laughs> changes. Uh, I mean, Zen is 
clearly listening. Now, I don't know if they've necessarily changes on the Android side of things, no. but there's changes happening on the <laughs> zero changes. But there's changes happening on the iOS side of things. And again, uh, these things are going to happen for Android eventually. Uh, eventually, yeah. but very much right now, Android is in beta, and so there's all manner of data and uh, scenarios that Zen is testing. Um, yeah, it really is. There's there's A B testing going on left and right in that app at the moment. Yes, I had no but idea. I have been told. I have been told the Android app will be on parity with the iOS app when it goes live. So we just need to hold our hold hold our wallets closed, right? And, and then just wait. In the meantime, let me explain some of the things that have transpired in the iOS app. Mm -hmm. uh, first and foremost. For those of you that are complaining about, oh, what a grind it is, and and oh, it's going to take forever, and all this stuff, I completely maxed out all seven tables in 16 days. 16 days. 16 days. I played daily challenges every day. I mm -hmm. did not always complete the daily challenges, because um, sometimes, like, I'm sorry, but one ball on Party Zone and one ball on Junkyard are brutal. Yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> they horrible are. Those are not easy tables to control the ball on. And no. uh, yeah, so there there was plenty of times where I didn't get, say, the 15 stars that I stopped at 10. Um, and I eventually, like once I got the third challenge open, for the most part by having, uh, in order to play the third challenge, you have to have three stars on your tables. Mm-hmm. And once I had like two or three tables, three starred, it was much easier to collect table parts, obviously, because you have all that many right. more times. And I was able to three star the rest of them probably really within two, two cycles. Um, I think that's how it works. A lot of the time with, with sort of tiered, tiered achievements like that, you, once you just chip away enough to get access to that extra tier yeah you start to burn it down it was the same in um like if we use sky force as an example that shinmapa used to play like you you do your one star you, know, you do your your basic or your easy levels and you got very little stars for doing that but then you unlock the next level of difficulty and you got more and then when you get up to like the fourth level stars are just raining from the heavens yeah. you know yeah and you've got you've got very little problem upgrading your craft and all that at that point what I didn't even think to do until the final two days of me playing, um, I didn't unlock the fourth challenge. Now, in order to do that, it costs 100 Zen coins. Mm -hmm. And I'd been hoarding my Zen coins, but I had like 100 and 150, 160 of them. Oh, well. And because I just didn't know what else I would need to be spending on. And somebody also posted on, on the threads, oh, yeah, I completed everything. And, and they'd said that they'd unlocked. And I went, Screw it. I'm doing it. So I paid my Do 100 it. coins, did that. Now I have four daily challenges to rip through. Um, so that that completely sped up the process. No problem. Not for sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of cost of maxing out the tables, it costs us 10 Zen coin for that final promotion. 10. It's 10. 100 on Android at the moment. So you can see how unbalanced it is. Well, what I've realized, you guys are getting multiplied by 10 on everything. Yeah. So it's 30 it's like 
So it's like, what is it, 300 to upgrade and 3,000 for you to upgrade. So they've, exactly. they've added a multiplication factor of 10. Yes. So and there you go. Multiplied by 10 for you. Yeah. Um, Yay. <laughs> unfortunately, the multiplication doesn't work on the earning side. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Oh, boy. Yeah. Jesus. It is just, at, well, well, yeah, definitely not. Like, I'm out of Zen coins at the moment. I can't even, like, right. I can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, so then the other question was, well, what happens? Because this is when I was doing the beta. Um, getting my final collection of table parts took forever because I was kept on getting other tables parts. parts. But yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't need those parts anymore. There's no, there's nothing to do with them. Well, suddenly for the last two tables, I was only earning those two tables parts. Ah. And if I wasn't getting a part from that, I was only getting tickets. So I was just getting a buttload of tickets and the table parts. That's and like cool. I said, within two cycles, boom, I maxed out the other two tables because it was well, just like, yes. that's all I was getting. If you're getting that, yeah. If yeah. you're actually getting targeted parts and also tickets, well, then, yeah. So fine. it looks like Zen addressed that question of what would be happening. That's um, good because that, that was a little bit of a pain. Like you, you don't really want to receive duplicate parts for a table you don't have. And that's going to translate well when they start releasing more titles. Um, sort of, you know, Which... If you listen to the previous podcast, they mentioned uh, tables on the mobile app day and date with PC and console. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so if you're if you're playing the daily challenges every day, chances are you'll pretty much be able to get to level like star level two instantly yeah. by upgrading, and and then you'll have access to the game just as normal. So yeah. essentially, you'll have a free game on launch day, which yeah. is not bad at all. Not now, I, I need to um I, I need to clarify a few things that yeah. I said about the the graphics and look and feel of the tables that okay. I was originally looking at at the uh, beta. The more I I look at them and the more I played them, the more I can see. It's probably because it's on a smaller screen and it doesn't have quite as much like DX11 effects, of course, as mm -hmm. as the PC version. But no, there is there's there's GI lighting, which I wasn't aware of before when my initial play of there, and it dims and it flashes. And, you know, the, uh, I think that was the biggest thing that I, I sort of became aware of. It's like, wow, okay. So yeah, like the, pl the play field's dimming. It's not as apparent as it is on, on Steam, but it's like, oh yeah, like it's just dropped the lights. And, um, and certainly on Medieval Madness, it's very noticeable because they sort of made that table kind of dark. Yeah. Um, and it, you can really see it when it dims the lights on there. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that, you know, I think Farsight only managed to sort of half implement in the last couple of seasons. Um, and it, did, it wasn't really, it didn't affect the, the shadows and everything. It was just like, turn off the lights, turn it back on again. Right. So, I mean, that's that's a big deal. And then you've got things like um, um, the, what was the other thing I noticed that was different? It was just the, uh, something about the lighting, it was just heaps more dynamic than like if you compare it to um tpa and it's because i think it's just the way they do the light sourcing on android it just seems to be really really precise in the way that it actually casts light rather than a little bit generic um like it was in in tpa so those are two things i wanted to provide an addendum to and this is in the beta so you know as they go along it's only going to get better so yeah, I, I, think, do... I, I think it was actually the problem was it was just like the freemium model was just overshadowing everything for me. It was just tainting my entire opinion of the game. 
And that's what a lot of the discussions were, where I, I just kind of was like, you guys are, you know, you're not seeing the forest for the trees. Mm. Uh, it, it's getting so hung up on the currency and the grinding that you have to do and completely ignoring the game itself mm. um, and, and what's going on with there. And that's why I've been making a point in the threads of just saying how quickly, look, if you're thinking that 16 days is a long time to grind, it's not, I've been playing clash Royale for over two years. That is a <laughs> game. That is a game where it works on the, it's freemium. You can pay and it does this dual currency thing, you mm -hmm. know, with them, it's coins and diamonds. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so you can buy all this stuff so you can quick and you know, more quickly upgrade and everything. But you're basically, you're opening treasure chests and you're earning cards and you're trying okay. to max level all of your cards. And each time a level increases, so does the cost to max it out, you know, or for the next stage. Yeah. Getting to the 13 is the highest level. Getting cards to that level 13 within your deck, because you build a deck, you have eight cards. I have five of the eight cards that I use maxed. And those other three, I'm either one or two levels away from maxing out. I've been playing it for two years, people. Two years, wow. and I still have not maxed out eight cards in total. Wow, that's like only eight cards, and you still haven't got there. Wow. Right? Okay. Yeah. So you want to talk about grinding? And I mean, that's a a guild. Grind. We're doing wars. We're doing. I mean, we're trade. You can trade cards with other people yeah. uh, daily. You know, donate cards. I'm doing all of that, and, and you still can't <laughs> crack it. No. No. Wow. So <laughs> if you want to talk about grinding. That's I'm grinding. sorry, but 16 days is nothing. That's a blink. That's a gift. <laughs> that's that's essentially like, you know, three weeks on the train to and from work for me. Yeah. And, and that, that's probably a couple of goes, like a couple of resets as well. You know? and, and again, I didn't I didn't do any resetting. Yeah. And I and like I said, I didn't always reach all 15 stars per daily challenge. Yeah. So if you have even a modicum of skill. And you're only getting because getting the five stars is relatively simple. Mm. Um, ten is a little. Sometimes I've had to restart it. Yeah, yeah. And there's Especially I mean there's been times Rose. where I oh god yeah Black Rose yeah. is one of those that you either score really well or really bad. <laughs> and you really you've got to like certainly on Black Rose and I think even Fishtails to an extent as well. You've really got to think very carefully if it's like a like a survival challenge. You've got to be on point. You can't be bricking shots because. It, it will take you right up to the wire if you, you do. can't be breaking shots and you got to be careful about like sometimes starting multi-ball is the wrong thing to do based on how much time you have left mm -hmm. like it's it. monster fish if you can do monster fish that's probably better if you're short on time yeah you know on on fish tails i found out that doing long cast over oh, and yeah, over that... maxing it to five million per long cast and then just spamming that is yeah, a lot that... of times better than any other shot on the entire table yeah <laughs> It's true. It's actually a very lucrative shot that you just don't realize until you actually no. start spamming it. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's something that if I ever see a a, a fishtails in real, in life, real life, I'll be <laughs> I'll be spamming the hell out of it in tournaments for sure. <laughs> it's, it's it is one of those shots though that if you miss it, you miss it bad. Yeah. And you'll finally get into that groove and you'll like hit 
you know, six, seven in a row, and you're like, mm -hmm. yeah. And then all of a sudden, you can't hit it to save your life. <laughs> yeah. You're good. And you're done. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Getaway, I cannot, I don't know what is wrong with me. I can't shoot those loops at all. Oh, the inner loop? The, um, no, yeah, me the, neither. The, the, I can't the left, and right, the left and right orbit, I should say, the orbits. Oh, really? You I, can't get them. On PC, not a problem. I can do mm -hmm. it on mobile. Oh my God, I'm just, I cannot find Freaking the sweet everything. spot. Cannot find the sweet spot. That was when I'd see a getaway as a challenge, I'd just go, uh oh. Oh, this is going to be bad. I couldn't get the scores going. I just couldn't. Um, That's another one. You're right. That unless you basically, like, you really, uh, I think it's a race to multiple on that one. To, yes. If you're in a survival challenge, you've got to, you've just got to get to multiple. I've noticed too that. It shows the level of, of ROM integration that Zen has because, you know, in a survival challenge, how it always uh, ejects the ball for you automatically and does yeah. a soft plunge so you can't exploit certain parts of the table. Well, it'll always soft plunge onto that um, bank of targets that sits right against the, um, the supercharger ramp, mm -hmm. but it doesn't trigger them ever. So oh. it actually, it <laughs> does not trigger them ever. It doesn't actually award you a value when it hits them. And the ball hits them at, at a rate that would actually trigger them, yeah. like with velocity that would trigger them. So they've blanked out that bank of targets when you launch the ball somehow. So that's some serious ROM integration there that they got going on. We're gonna, I'm going to circle back around some other things I've noticed about uh, ROM behavior within the game. Yeah, but first, okay. I want to do the, the one other thing that's changed with uh, iOS. Hmm. And I'm not seeing it because I've maxed the tables. But uh, plenty of people are reporting that they loaded up the app and all of a sudden, right there at the top, it's saying, would you like to buy all the tables? Ah. Special offer. Basically, it's would offering you, like you two days in which to fork over the money. And yeah. price-wise, people are saying, I, I haven't been able to get a, a definitive price on it, but I want to say it's like 25 bucks, something like yeah. that. So it's, which it's, is a little bit more than what a regular Zen table is, but that's fine. It's a little bit more, but it's not monstrously more. Mm, it's not ten dollars compared right. to like two dollars or three dollars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that's fine. Again, look Zen listened. Um and they're trying that now here's the thing. Some people are seeing it, some people aren't. I just read today one yeah. person who said they saw it on their they loaded the game onto their son's iPad. They saw mm. it, but it wasn't on his device. They've been A B'd. They're A B segmenting. Yeah, the rollout of this, like they they are just, <laughs> it seems to me that we can expect heaps more of this behavior from, from Zen, the fact that they right. are heavily segmenting players. I can guarantee you that on Android, it may be that everyone has actually got the same segmentation um, because there's so many people there saying that, yeah, level three is all 3,000 stars, uh, 3,000 tickets to, to upgrade. Mm -hmm. And like no one has actually come back because I asked the question, because I had a suspicion after the last time we talked, I went, no, are we actually being segmented? And um, no one's come back saying, no, it's cheaper for me. So it seems that everyone who is using the beta, essentially everyone who's an early adopter, is all being in the that pricing tier at least. Right. And we, because we're in beta, we haven't actually seen that, that call to action banner that you're seeing on iOS yet. Um, but... I'm sure that when it goes out of beta, we actually did get a, an update, I think, to the app a couple of days ago. 
um, in Android, I think, or maybe because the problem is that there's a mixture of iOS and Android feedback coming into the Android thread. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's really, <laughs> really confusing. I'm like, guilty of it myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ah, uh, so, yeah. and I think the people are going, oh, yeah, I'm seeing a call to action banner. And it's like, yeah, no one here in the Android thread is seeing that. So, yeah. so. Like, it's great to hear that this is what's happening, but we should probably keep the chatter between the two in the apps. Or at least, you know, at the top of your th uh, post, say, iOS, iOS observation. User. <laughs> yeah, iOS observation. Because yeah, I think it like is that. important also for the Android people to see where... What's next. What's the future. Next. Exactly. They're essentially, they're seeing into the future of what the app will probably evolve into. Because I think it's, it's definitely... I don't think Zen would ever go, hey, look... You know, we're going to really be like we're going to be grafting um, Android users to within into their life compared right. to iOS. It just there's just no sense in doing that. No. no. So yeah, it, it'll happen. We just need to be patient, and until then, we'll just keep on grinding because the advantage that Android users have, and this is probably why they've done it, um, is that you know when the app switches over from beta to production, we won't lose any of those entitlements that we've got. Right. They'll stay with us. And okay. I think that's probably the reason why they've gone really harsh and they've gone for 10 times a multiplier because they know that, you know, if, if there was anything weird going on in the Android beta that they couldn't stop, then they would have had no backout plan for that. Right. Right. So they probably had to, in hindsight, they probably had to go really, really anal with it and really, really tight because it was their insurance policy just in case something went wrong. Yeah. So the, they also, I noticed they were playing with some things in the skills app portion of the, in the multiplayer um which i want to talk to you a little bit about your matchup mode if you have touched upon that which I, is not in the ios version okay well but uh first of all yeah what yeah, i want first. to say is so previously what we had was uh within the skills app you have what's called practice tournaments and then pro tournaments pro tournaments are the cash money tournaments cash tournaments or practice tournaments are just the tickets that are inside the app um, and everything had been medieval madness. Uh, the pro tournament was one ball and the practice tournaments, there was a one ball and a three minute challenge. Okay. So then the other day, so I'm in the midst of the pro challenge and going for the leaderboard and all of a sudden it switched on me. The leaderboard didn't switch but it went from being one ball to three minute high score in the middle of the game in the middle, not in the middle of the game itself, but in the middle of the tournament. Oh, and that wrecked me because, oh, right. yeah. because I got really good at keeping one ball alive. I had started yeah. to know what my safe shots were, had yeah. a routine of what I need to shoot and everything was fine. Three minute where it's unlimited balls. You just fire completely different strategy. <laughs> Yeah, you just so, risk everything. Doesn't matter. Go for the riskier shots. Well, it's, it's, and basically, what it means is spamming the the drawbridge. Mm, yeah, because that's kind of the quickest way to get to, your points up. Unless you're really good at hitting ramp shots and can get, uh, like, not just get say catapult and joust multipole, but getting also damsel and um, and then royal madness and peasant and getting trolls, so that. Because then each shot you make is worth like 1.5 million. Yeah. And you basically and, got everything is lit. And those trolls, I find they're not nearly as dangerous as they are in real life uh, compared to in the Zen, like in the level one and two and possibly three 
physics models. Yeah. Like the three star physical, like you can smash away them all day and they're fine. Yeah. You know, you're not going to drain off them. Yeah. So to say the least, it went from me being able to beat most of the people that I was competing against to all of a sudden it's, Hey, who can get to 15 million first? Oh yeah. And right. I just watched my, my ranking go and I'm like, Oh man. But in the same time I noticed in the practice mode, all of a sudden there was three different machines that were available. Oh, and I'm like, Oh, okay. So they're going to, you know, start integrating, adding mm -hmm. other tables. Two days later, it was back to purely medieval madness. So they're even hmm. mucking, they're even mucking about in there and uh, trying that something out. And and what they pointed out in the you know in the prior uh, podcast was that especially with skills, you want a very narrow uh, lane for people to travel in and for playing because you want to focus all the players to one location so that there's a lot of players to play with. If you right. have a ton of options, then everything is spread out it's and you're yeah. hurting for players. And that's the, that's a big problem within skills. If you don't have other players to play against, it becomes painfully boring and mm. sometimes frustrating because all you need is two matches so that you can move the leaderboard. And if nobody's getting matched against you and you're seeing other scores leapfrog yours, you're like, what the heck is going on? I'm not even getting yeah. the chance to get into the fight. So yeah, you yeah, definitely, need, yeah, you need all those players. So people were commenting then that the, on Android in the matchup side of things, there was all sorts of frustration going on because I guess, and you can tell me if you've seen this, but all the tables have the same score that you're trying to go against or something. Um, I, d I didn't. I didn't notice that when I played it, I was just bored and I was like not getting any, any really interesting table parts. So I thought, uh, when I first loaded up the, the, the beta and tried it, the tournament thing didn't seem to be working. So I thought I'll go back uh -huh. again and try it again and see what happened. And it was, um, so I spent, I think it was 25 tickets, which in the current times 10 pricing model is, is <laughs> like a real painful spend at the right. moment. Because right. it's like 25 tickets will unlock another like three challenges for you. So I went in there and unlocked it. And then I think it was a time challenge. And I wasn't expecting. I didn't I know what to expect. believe this is a three-minute challenge is what they're saying. Yeah. And I didn't know what to expect. So I started playing. It was Medieval Madness. I thought, okay, I'll just start flipping around. And then I saw this score of the other person just racing. It was rolling over like nothing else. It was like it was counting up like to a million pretty much every... I don't know, 30 or 40 seconds. And I was going, yeah. what is this guy doing? And I just, it completely threw me and I just bombed out. Obviously he was going for the castle over and over and over again. Right. Cause that's, that's where you'll be getting the big points. So he was just trapping the ball, shooting the drawbridge, trapping the ball, shooting the drawbridge over and over and over again. Um, but I just, yeah, it left a sour taste in my mouth. So I haven't gone back since. Cause I didn't, it wasn't like, they didn't explain what it was about. It's just like, Hey, here's a tournament. It's 25 tickets. Go and do that now. Because I think no what somebody running. was commenting to me about was that it was three minutes, but like 25 million was the score that you needed to beat. Mm. But it was 25 million on the getaway, mm. 25 million on junkyard. <laughs> 25 million? No. And they were saying junkyard. that like on, on the getaway, or, or was it even the getaway? Oh, no, excuse me, Attack from Mars. 
They go, attack from Mars, you launch the ball, and you just need 25 walk away. Million. Yeah. This is going to constantly launch, and you're going to be at 25 million, no problem. But yeah, Junkyard, good luck getting 25 million at all, especially in three minutes. 25 million on Junkyard is a really good score. Like yeah. it's, it's like you've you've got to get into like you know destroy Bob to get 25 million, right? Um, pretty much. So, so okay, a lot of jackpots. Are you are you believing that the players that you're being matched up against are real players or are they bots? I don't, I've only played it once. I don't have a large amount of data to select, but I think the the person I went up against was Rob3D, and I have a feeling he's a real user. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's an Android user. I've seen him before. So I've got a feeling that it's real. Okay. Because there's probably not a very large subset of players in there, but it seems that it's asynchronous. Yeah. Like somebody goes in there, does their, their game, it records the score. And then when you go up against them, it just plays back that score. Which would make sense. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. It's essentially what Farsat was trying to do and failed <laughs> to do. Yeah. Because um, they did the same thing. And it was kind of really cool. But um, yeah, it's done It's done right here. Yeah. Farsats would have been really cool if there was people that were actually playing. Hmm. But I'm not even won't... talking about the skills aspect of it. I'm just talking about the head-to-head -head mode. They That's what I'm talking about. It. Yeah, I was like getting a matchup in head to head was just like, is anybody out there? Hello, hello, Bueller, anybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <so. laughs> it was tough, but this is much better. Like, I think I will do it again once it's out of um, beta and I have yeah. a little bit more currency to play around with because it's just it's an extra way of getting levels and it's an extra way of getting you know a little bit of it's a different way of playing. And this is you know again what Zen is all about. It's about an ecosystem. And it's different ways to play pinball in an engaging way. And this is certainly one of them. Like, it will be good when it actually gets out of beta. See, I really wish that while it was in beta, I, I was trying, I was playing the skill side while it was in beta, and there was only like three of us in there. Mm. But the, that didn't affect the prize. The prize was still third place gets a buck, second place gets two bucks, and first place gets three bucks. And I was just like, come on, people, just. Just play a match. If you just play a match, you'll be on the leaderboard and you'll get that buck. It's the easiest buck you can win, you know, yeah. in a game. And, and there were sometimes where it was like, oh man, I've got scores posted and there's not a single person playing against me. I'm not even gonna win. <laughs> yeah, that's just the worst. And now, like... and now the um, there's been ex an explosion of players. I mean, there's a lot of players that are doing the cash game. So yeah. It makes it a lot more difficult to to do the easy money. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy anymore. No, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I think you know by the time this podcast comes out, um, hope, which you know, might this, be Christmas, might be no. <laughs> I suspect there's only a couple more weeks max left to the beta in Google. Well, they're not really. A lot of people in the in the Android beta and um, digital pinball fans are saying that no one's in there from Zen. Like there's really zero representation from them in like commenting in the thread. We so, didn't you know, have that much in the iOS. Oh, really? No. no. It might just be they might just be reading and then responding without even like confirming or doing. Yeah, basically, whatever. all of a sudden, we'd get a notification saying, "Hey, there was a new update." That would be about the extent of it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think right now they're just purely pouring over the data that they're getting from from gameplay. I think the, the the stuff that we're saying is just anecdotal and the data is speaking louder than words. Well, I really. was going to say, I guarantee you the data is saying way more than 
what fact, anybody is saying. <laughs> and the, the funny thing is that probably all the things that I've said about the, the beta and the, the model and everything is being debunked by the data that I'm providing them about <laughs> my usage because I'm playing it. I'm, I am playing it every day still. Right. And I am um, I'm resetting the challenges because for me at the moment, it's the only way you can actually progress in the game. You yeah. just keep on grinding. But um, yeah, I mean, I th I'm sure the data is saying something different about my usage than what I think I am doing. So as data, as data doesn't lie. Data doesn't lie. Ball don't the lie. human brain does. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All um, the time. So we, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this commercial. I don't know if it made it to, to your continent there. But uh, Toyota has re-released the Toyota Supra. It's been gone for oh. a little while um, as a car. And they reintroduced it during our Super Bowl. Uh, so it was a big commercial. But it was basically the Supra drifting on what was an oversized pinball machine. Oh, yeah. I've heard, I've seen, well, of course, the internet's here. So I've seen reference to the ad. Right. But I, it's always been when I've been traveling. So I haven't been able to watch it. And, and I think the tagline at the end is something like an old favorite returns or something like that. Uh, but, you know, tying into these, this whole resurgence of pinball, but it's just kind of interesting how it's like, wow, they just made it a national campaign out of yeah, pinball. Out of pinball. <laughs> That's huge, right? Yeah. Now, when's the, when's the super pinball machine coming out? It's <laughs> well, you know what? If anybody's going to put it out, you know it's going to be spooky. Because yeah, they're the probably. ones that are doing all these corporate uh, one-off like machines. One-offs, yeah. Imagine. <laughs> I saw, I think it was on Instagram, somebody was doing some really, really slick rendered um, short videos of a pinball, like rendered 3D pinball shots. Hmm. And it was just like, it was this carnival themed pinball machine. And it was really, really good stuff. Um, I don't know what it was for. It, was, it certainly wasn't a crossover for this super ad because there's no cars in it. But yeah, like it, it was like, crazy it had like all the action at the top of the play field and then it followed the ball underneath the play field and then showed you what was going on underneath the play field and shot the ball back up again and it looked really amazing so that's i've seen it a couple of times on my um instagram feed and i watched it over and over again because it looks really good some of those uh uh goings on under the table are almost more fascinating than what's going on on top oh yeah <laughs> i mean some of those habit trails that uh or, or what are they called subways the subways, um, yeah, yeah, it's like wow. Kind there's a nuts. lot of there's a lot of action going on underneath the the, the playfield as well. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool to watch sometimes. Uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. Well, hey, folks, I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna stop there because mm. why not? Um, but Cause hey, because we can, because <laughs> you know we kind of control the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you headed over to Redbubble yet? If not, what's your problem? Why are you not buying a glorious blockade t-shirt? They or come mug. in a multitude of colors. Or phone case. Or sticker. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Go check it out. Won't you please? All proceeds go towards us and this show. <laughs> yeah. There ain't many proceeds, but, you know, we always say, hey, if you if you feel uh, that uh, what you're getting out of this show is of value, uh, we look for support in any way, shape, or form that you can. Um, that can be either by buying a T-shirt. That could be by donating to us via PayPal. That could be by simply going over to iTunes and leaving us a starred review. Yeah. That would be helpful because then that promotes us within iTunes and you know kicks it's you up like, the ranks a little bit. 
a little bit like free advertising. We like exactly. So if you want to go, that, that's see, you can do it completely free, not a penny dropped. Just simply taking your time to go over to iTunes and uh, giving us a review. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, you should also be following us on Twitter. That is at Blockade. When you do that, then you get all sorts of notifications and retweets. Um, lately, I've followed a couple more people from Zen and have been retweeting their stuff. So, because this is how we get a lot of our news <laughs> mm. about digital pinball. It's all about following people that work on the games themselves and going, hey, they just mentioned something. Oh, what's that got to mean? You know? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So follow, follow the bouncing ball, if you will. Mm, indeed. And uh, for sure, I'm saying now, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Why don't you? Why not? Because specifically, you'll get to hear this very podcast much sooner than it comes out in podcast form. That's right. At the moment. At the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need to find a way to automate it. And I haven't quite cracked it yet. Because it actually, to do it, you've got to listen back through it. If, like, I, I guess the question is, if you're listening to this podcast, I'd like to ask you a question. Do you care about the timing points in the show? Because if you don't, it will save me literally an hour each time. <laughs> so if you don't care about, if you never look at the Medium article that accompanies this this post and you never go, geez, I really like to know, like you go back to it and go, oh, where was that bit that I'll talk you about, you know, how much they hate the IOP in Zen? <laughs> you know, uh, oh, it was that yeah, 25.43 in the episode. Cool. I'll just go and like listen to that part again. If you If you never do that, just let us know because I might be doing this for no reason and I'd like to know if no one cares because <laughs> I'll just top and tail it and then just release it and it'll take me 10 minutes. <laughs> Boom, bam, done. Exactly. Done. Although exactly. something tells me you'll still post uh, videos and stuff if uh, if it if it's relevant and you like it. Yeah. Sometimes if, you go nuts for no reason and I just go, clearly Jared wanted to share. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do. But the thing is that because you're listening back to it, you can... It does let you enrich the show notes because yeah. you, you do actually have to listen back to it like in 30 second jumps usually. Um, but, you know, you'll get things. Oh, yeah, that's right. I need to insert the video here and you just go and find the video and insert it. So it's benefit to it, but also it's just it's a grind yep. doing it every every week or so. So, yeah, if you like it, let me know directly. And if you don't, then let me know directly because <laughs> i like that and the, and the easiest way to do that too with jared is again go on twitter follow him at jared Morgs, and just send him a send him a note yep be like yo stop it or don't get rid of it i like the i like the numbers yeah. <laughs> i like the numbers i like the numbers uh but hey if you do want to check out the medium it's blockadepinball.com slash episodes that's where that stuff is i know i i still have not <laughs> written the article wrapping up this thing here. Um, oh, yes. The, yeah. the, the microcab. Um, partly because I'm still wanting to tweak one thing and I just haven't bothered to, to get around to it, but I really need to get get on that and post that too. Mm, yeah. Alrighty. Well, with all that being said, we still say sayonara. Bye-bye. Shalom. What else do we got? Uh... <laughs> See you later, mate. Okay, that too. Okay. Bye-bye, all. Bye wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. 
Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favourite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.